Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. And Devontae Adams is getting the franchise tag. Your Kings in the North are back. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Aaron Rodgers is back. The four-time MVP is back the two-time defending most valuable player in the National Football League is back and he brought a friend Devontae Adams gets the franchise tag whether or not he's happy about that uh that is the reality unfortunately that he faces we will get into all of it thanks to everyone who makes locked on Packers Their first listen of the day. We hope you like spending your day with us as much as we like spending our day with you. We are live on YouTube. Shout out to everyone who is on the stream with us. We are back live. We're going to do this throughout the offseason for big news. A Devontae Adams contract would certainly qualify as big news. I think Aaron Rodgers potentially signing a four-year $200 million deal, if that's the number, with $153 million guaranteed, if that's the number, is a big deal. And if the Packers have room to sign free agents and they sign free agents of note, we have been known to go live for those as well. Let's start with the Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers coming back. Pat McAfee reported first sources. <laughs> Shout out to the Pat McAfee show and the boys. And uh, Adam or Ian Rappaport, not Adam Schefter, came over the top and said, four years, 200 million with $153 million in guarantees. Aaron Rodgers reaches back out to Pat McAfee and says, that's not it. That's not the number. No contract has been agreed upon. Rodgers later comes out in a tweet and says, I just want to clarify all of this. There's no contract yet, and the numbers out there are not accurate. Let's assume the numbers aren't accurate, okay? Fair assumption. But let's let's assume that what Ian Rappaport reported about the framing of the cap hit is accurate, and that is that the cap hit this year is not huge, and that the cap hit next year is not even a top 10 cap hit for an NFL quarterback, which means it's like 28, 29 million, something like that, maybe 30. This saves the Packers money. And Rodgers told McAfee, sorry, sources told McAfee that the flexibility that this would create was an important part of why Aaron Rodgers was doing this all this way, that that was paramount, I think was the word that he used. Let's think back to last spring. 
before we found out that Aaron Rodgers was so unhappy with what Green Bay was doing and how it was handling his contract. The host of this podcast said, why not or what if what Aaron Rodgers was really doing by not restructuring his contract? Because we assumed he was going to get restructured last spring ahead of free agency to give the Packers room to make some maneuvers. That didn't happen. Now we understand more why that was the case. The Packers wanted a restructure. Rodgers wanted some sort of clarity beyond the 2021 season. The Packers didn't really want to give it to him. And so, you know, this is this is why we are where we are. But now you have not just the clarity. You have the room to go get somebody, right? And so I speculated I suggested that it would be so PR winning. It would be so great for Aaron Rodgers' brand, for his goodwill among fans. If he came in and said, we took my money that I was going to get and signed this guy. I suggested Richard Sherman. I suggested some names that were out there and available. That became untenable for other reasons, right? But for the Packers, getting this done now means potentially having more room to get a Devontae Adams deal done. And and I think Rodgers is setting himself up to be viewed as the reason or one of the big reasons that the Packers had the money to give Devontae Adams the top of market deal. And, and, And I don't even mean that in a sort of calculating way. I don't mean that as a as a critique. I think he genuinely wanted to make the deal cap friendly for Devontae Adams, potentially for Randall Cobb, for Devondre Campbell, so that this team can run it back. Save the last dance, if you will. Shout out Syracuse grad Tay Diggs. This gives them some flexibility. Now, we don't know how much yet the details as of this recording. We are live. Uh, It is 737 Central Time currently. So more details may come out about what the numbers are. This also means Aaron Rodgers gets to say it wasn't about the money. And we'll set aside for now the fact that he could have just taken less. But again, never going to ask him to do that. He could have, but it's fine. You now have Aaron Rodgers in your building under center 2022. How much longer is it going to be We don't know. And I think the structure of the contract is going to tell us a lot. Is this really a one-year deal that can become a two-year deal with two extra years that are nonsense? Is this a two-year deal with a third and fourth year that could become nonsense? Or is this a true four-year deal where Aaron could theoretically play every season of this contract? Quarterbacks generally don't. They either get extended, restructured, traded, cut, et cetera. Because you're either so good that you exceed the value just because the cap keeps going up and up. Or you're playing sort of right at or just below your number. And so it's a trade or you're playing poorly and you're you're out. Now, Rodgers could retire in the interim. There's a lot of different ways that this could go. 
a lot of different ways that this could go. I don't want to speculate on it because I don't think it's useful. But this, this does lead to a lot of questions. Namely, what's next? What's the next big domino? Rodgers was the big domino. Brian Gutekind said as much. I think Aaron Rodgers knew as much. Devontae Adams knew as much. And it changes the bargaining power. We're going to talk about that with Devontae Adams. But the Packers still have a lot to do. Expected that they'll release Zedaria Smith. It's possible that they get under the cap just with, just with a Rodgers extension and a Zedaria Smith cut. That's possible. And then you add in future of Randall Cobb, uh, the the Jair Alexander extension that has been reported, and and my understanding is 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 something that they've been working on. Jair Alexander currently playing on a thirteen million dollar cap hit, which could be brought way down, not to zero, but down for sure. And I think more than all of that, you know, we can get into the minutia of this all as we move through the off season. But what this says about the strength of this organization is fundamental to the faith that I think we should have as outsiders moving forward, the faith that the players, the coaches, the front office people in that building should have moving forward, and the faith that players around the league should have moving forward in this team's ability to overcome adversity. What they just went through over the last year could not have been easy. It was likely very awkward. There was likely some eggshell walking. I'm sure Rogers showed up to, to camp very much going, I'm out. Brian Gutekinst extended the olive branch. They made some changes to the structure of the way that they do things. They included Rogers in conversations that affected his job. Really the baseline, but they were things that they weren't doing before. And Rogers. To his credit, admitted, we talked about this, that he had a role to play in this too. That if he was unhappy, he needed to be more communicative about what he was unhappy about. And that's the deal. It's hard to have a broken relationship without two people contributing to it. And it's impossible for two people to fix a relationship or two sides to fix a relationship without two sides that want to come to an understanding. And so Matt LaFleur has been the rock in all of this, who has, who has managed to walk the line between being in management, but also being on Aaron Rodgers' side while not pitting himself against the front office or Mark Murphy. And that they have brought around a disgruntled superstar, not, not because he wanted to get one last payday. He could have hit the open market and everyone would have paid him. If they would have traded him, if he just said, trade me, Denver, I think, would have paid whatever. This Russell Wilson trade, I don't think, happens. They would have paid whatever he wanted. Two years, 100. Two years, 120. Whatever, Aaron. We got you. And that's not what this was. It's not, it's not strength to never have flaws or to never face adversity. That's not strength. That's a pipe dream. That's a fantasy. Strength. Continuity. Cohesion. Leadership. 
things that if you read plenty of the reports or read the takes from Aaron Rodgers' camp, this team lacked. This franchise lacked. They have proven, and Rodgers has proven, a lot of the criticisms of him and of the franchise wrong by making this work, by finding common ground, by coming to an understanding, by not being both sides, not being so stubborn that they're going to say, it's my way or the highway. No, this is a relationship. And what did Aaron Rodgers say? It's about the people. It's about the people. All right, let's get to the Devontae Adams of it all. We'll do that right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's the, it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I had one today before a workout, and it's the perfect thing to have before a workout. I, I have the Built Bites before a workout, and if I'm not going to have a meal for a while, I will have the full-size Built Bars after a workout. If you guys haven't tried the Puffs, they are so good. They've changed the game in the protein bar world. Protein-infused marshmallow. Come on. What more do you need to know? Protein-infused marshmallow. These things taste unbelievable, and yet they are high in protein, high in fiber. That's the expectation baseline. But they're also low in net carbs, low in sugar, low in calories. How do they do it? Fairy dust? I don't know. I'm telling you they do it. So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com to get 15% off your next order. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is kind of (laughs) back. He was tagged. And so what that means is the Packers agreed to pay him the non-exclusive franchise tag figure, which is a little under $21 million if he signs it. He is free to negotiate with Green Bay until this summer. There's a cutoff date, July 15th. And if he does not have a new contract by then, there's no deal. There's no deal. And you play on the tag and that's that. And and if he doesn't sign the tag, then there's holdouts and and it gets ugly. You hope you can come to a long-term agreement before that. Now, it is also the case that another team could still try to negotiate with him and have to give up two first-round picks to do it. For a receiver, that's... Very unlikely, but for the best receiver in the league, it has to at least be mentioned that that could happen. That's not going to happen. Why was Aaron Rodgers the first domino? Well, because the price matters. Now, Devontae is not going to take less because Aaron Rodgers is in the building. But $27 million from Green Bay with Jordan Love does not look the same as $27 million with Aaron Rodgers. And so if Devontae is seeing these offers and going, I want 30. And the Packers are going, no. We, here's 27. And he's like, no. Well, if Aaron Rodgers is doing that, if Aaron Rodgers is in the mix, and you know Aaron Rodgers, by the way, we, again, we don't know the details of the contract, but let's say 
This is a real four-year deal. Then Devontae Adams knows that at least for two, probably three years, Aaron Rodgers is going to be his quarterback. He could sign a four-year, you know, big, big money contract. Mike Williams just got uh, three years, 60. So 20 million a year. That's not quite top of market, but it's in that range. In between 22 and 27 is the delta of of where these guys are because DeAndre Hopkins, his deal is 27. The next highest is in that $22 million range. The Packers are probably saying, how about 25? Devontae's saying, how about 28? I'm better than DeAndre Hopkins. How about 30? They'll probably meet in the middle. But if the Las Vegas Raiders can also offer him that money. And I don't know what the future is with Aaron Rodgers. That 27 from Las Vegas feels a lot better than that 27 with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love and the unknown. So again, it's not like he was going to take less. He's still going to, he's still going to get a boatload of money. But now it makes it easier for the Packers to say, look, you are more valuable to us than to anyone. And you are going to be better here than anywhere. And if you care about your place in, in the, the, the pantheon of receivers, because Devontae Adams, he has a chance to be a, a pro football Hall of Famer. Not just a Packer. He's already a Packers Hall of Famer. He has a chance to go down as, as one of the best receivers to ever play. Three more years of the production that he's had the last three years. And he's going to be in that conversation. I mean, three more years like he had the last three, he's already better than like Steve Smith, who a lot of people think should be in. Now, Devontae also gets to use that argument. He gets to say, hey, if I stay here, I'm going to be a Hall of Famer. Pay me my money. Show me the money. Are Are we far enough past that that it's no longer a cliche? I don't think so, unfortunately. But I'm sure a lot of people watching are just like, I don't, what is that? I don't get it. Weird. Uh, Devontae is not going to take that hometown discount. But I do expect that this gets done on a long-term deal. The question now becomes, how much space can Rodgers carve out to get Devontae Adams the money that he wants while also maintaining the rest of this roster? That is the next domino, so to speak. And the good news is for the Packers, they have they have time now. But they don't because they also have to worry about this, this thing weighing on their cap. Now, I think this could also fast track a deal. The Rodgers decision can help fast track a deal. They, they, they really need to get something done in the next week because they're going to need this money. They need to get like 50 million under the cap to get a tag done. That is a tall order. Now, if they can save 15 from Rodgers, they can save 15 from Zadarius Smith. They can save, you know, five, six from Jair and seven from Preston and, you know, eight or nine from, from Randall Cobb. All of a sudden, like, there's your money. And they are probably going to do a lot of those things anyway, but that's a, that's a lot of moving pieces. And then you don't have any money to sign anyone else. Now, if you, once you do get that deal done, now you have second run free agents and this, the second wave, third wave of free agency. Those are probably the the pools that you're playing in anyway. But here's the other part of this. 
the fact that the Packers were able to get an agreement done with Aaron Rodgers now, that he makes this decision now, he had leverage. The leverage was Devontae Adams. You have to figure this all out before the tag and before free agency because you have to figure out how much money you need to be below the cap and you need to figure out what you're going to pay Devontae Adams. All of that. But now you can use Aaron Rodgers to recruit. To do what he said he wanted to do, which was convince guys to come to Green Bay to take less money. To come to Green Bay to play with him, which is what he said guys are going to do. So... Is that something that they can actually do while they're waiting on Devontae Adams? Or do they need to get this deal done in the next week? Which I think they can. They already had been negotiating last year. Those deals, those talks were stopped abruptly. Devontae and his people cut those, those talks off. They were frustrated. I'm sure the tag is also going to be frustrated. Devontae has talked about how he does not like the franchise tag, does not want to play on the franchise tag. He wants a long-term deal. Rodgers said as much. The Packers want a long-term deal. When, when those goals align in that way, generally speaking, we find a way to see that. If you want ice cream and I want ice cream, let's just go get ice cream, right? So if you want Cold Stone and I want Baskin Robbins, we might, we might have to you know haggle. We might have to end up going to Dairy Queen, but we're still going to get ice cream. Assuming you think Dairy Queen is ice cream. Soft serve? I don't know. That, that extra money, though, if you're able to get Aaron Rodgers now, carve out the money, and the money from Devontae Adams, that could all, now that you've already gotten under the cap and you're eating this $21 million, you get the franchise tag on him and you're probably going to save, you know, you save eight, ten depending on how this is all structured, probably less, probably in that five, six range. But now all of a sudden you've got some money to play with. Well, how fast can you do it? How fast can you get that deal done? That affects how quickly you can use that capital. That, that all matters when you're trying to sign Devondre Campbell, you're trying to sign Russell Douglas, you're trying to keep guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling and you got to pay uh, Alan Lazard on a restricted free agent tender and all the, this tender stuff that you have to deal with, exclusive rights free agents. Luckily, those are cheap deals, but still, you need every penny. And so now the Aaron Rodgers deal finally getting done, or at least the, the idea that he's coming back, expedites how quickly they can get a Devontae Adams contract done, which means they don't have to carry that, that 20 plus million dollar cap hit into the new league year, which gives them a lot more flexibility to try and do these deals moving forward. We're going to talk about Jordan Love in just a second. But before we do, thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available on all platforms. So, what to do, what to do, what to do with Mr. Jordan Love? If, and again, big if, you know, if this is a, if this is a four-year deal, that's really a one-year deal or really a two-year deal, you, you probably just keep Jordan Love. But the Packers have been asked about this. They put out the signal, we're not trading Jordan Love. 
Brian Gudikin said, I'm, I'm probably not interested in, in offers. Now you've got a long-term deal with your quarterback. There are going to be some people who worry about backup quarterback. I am not one of those people, longtime listeners of the show, know that I do not care about backup quarterback. I have never cared about backup quarterbacks. You either have a street-free agent, career backup type, or you have a developmental quarterback slash quarterback of the future. That's it. Those are the only reasons to have a backup quarterback. If you have a backup quarterback that is good enough, that you think is good enough to win you games, then your starter probably sucks. That's just the reality. How many teams that have elite quarterbacks have really good backups? You just don't do it because if you have a really good quarterback, you need, number one, roster spots, but number two, you need the money. Good backup quarterbacks cost money. Chase Daniel costs money. Marcus Mariota costs money. Teddy Bridgewater costs real money. Taysom Hill, oh my God. And he's (laughs) hilarious. So I, I, I don't worry about that. Now, Jordan Love is cheap. He's talented. And you should be in no rush to trade him. You don't want to give him away. You're not going to trade him for a sixth round pick, a fifth round pick. If someone's offering day three picks, you tell them to take a hike. You know, they might be able to, get, they might be able to convince someone in a couple of years. You know, let's say they don't pick up. Rodgers is, is still playing. They don't pick up the fifth year option. And Jordan Love gets goes to free agency, had some nice preseason games. And so someone gives him a contract. You could probably get a day three pick as a comp pick. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. But the Packers need cheap young players now. They could use extra players to try and bolster the special teams. They could use some of those end-of-roster guys on cheap contracts. Okay. What's he worth? Well, Jim Nagy runs the Senior Bowl, said he talked to some scouts in the NFL. And they said Jordan Love could get a second-round pick. If you can get a second round pick, you do that all day. You do that all day. If you get a top 100 pick, a day two pick, easy call. You make that trade. You make that trade. And and here's what Green Bay ultimately has to calculate here. What is his value right now? Well, his value right now is based around a bad Incoming rookie class. This draft class of QBs, bad. Jordan Love would be the first or second best QB in this draft easily. Easily. I think he'd be the best quarterback in the draft. He's seven months older than Malik Willis, who is seen as QB1, seen as the high upside guy. You don't have to agree with that. That's not the point. The market pressures bolster his value that way. Already been in an NFL offense. Already knows the most prevalent system in the league. Studied under Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur has played NFL snaps through to Devontae Adams. All that stuff, that stuff matters for sure. Former first round pick. Teams have pre-draft grades. The Colts were high on him. Colts need a quarterback. They're not high on Carson Wentz. If they're going to offer a day two pick, hell yeah, you do that. If the Steelers are going to offer a day two pick, hell yeah, you're going to do that. His value without free agent quarterbacks of note without a marquee guy on the market. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, probably the next 
Um, available quarterback domino. Kirk Cousins doesn't seem like he's going anywhere. Does anyone really want Baker Mayfield? And then we're talking about guys that just don't move the needle. They don't have the upside of someone like Jordan Love. We know what they are. They're just mediocre to bad NFL quarterbacks. So you have to balance that of, okay, these market forces are driving up the value of our asset. The market forces are saying this guy is worth more then he might be just in a vacuum or based on evaluations. But then there's the other part. If he goes out and balls out in, in preseason, could you get the, the Sam Bradford, the desperate team, they lose a quarterback, and now you can trade him? Or they go out, Jordan Love looks good, and next spring, you get the Matt Schaub trade for him. Or at the trade deadline, or at the draft, you get the Matt Hasselbeck trade for him. The risk there is, what if he's bad? What if he doesn't play well? Now, I thought if he, had a, if he has the sort of evolutionary step of what he did last year, so the flashes of what we saw. I mean, we saw cover two hole, hole shots, seam shots, uh, creating outside structure, using his feet to make plays. And we saw some bad stuff too, forcing the ball into some coverages, a couple bad decisions. But overall... He played well last preseason for a guy who'd never played on an NFL field. The regular season results, pretty mixed bag. A lot of problems that not necessarily on him, but a lot of things that that were, and some exciting flashes. Is that worth a day two pick? Only if you thought he was really good before. And so that is the risk. That is the risk, is he goes out and he doesn't play well, and now you've hurt his trade value, and a year from now, you can't get as much for him. At that point, you probably just keep him until the end of his contract and you let him go. If a team is willing to say, okay, we'll, we'll do, we'll do uh, second-round pick swaps and a fourth for Jordan Love. Don't, don't forget, Josh Rosen had one of the worst statistical rookie seasons in NFL history if not the worst, and he got a second and a fifth. Now, he played a full season. It's a little different. A lot of tape to evaluate him on, but a lot of that for Miami was based on pre-draft evaluations and a flyer on a guy. Well, if you can have Jordan Love for a day two pick and you thought he had a a first-round grade, he's probably a better option than some of these guys that are out there. And so would a team be willing to give up? If you, if you could get into the 40s, let's say, teams like the Browns, the Commanders, even the Steelers, the Broncos. I guess the Broncos aren't in, in the mood for a QB anymore. <laughs> then, you, then you have a, a potential opportunity, I think, to move from 60 into the 40s. That's, that's great. And you have a low-risk thing for, for the Browns, let's say. I like that. I think I think there are going to be teams that are that are going to be circling that to see if that's something that that will that will make sense for them. So a a lot to get to, a lot more to figure out. Uh, the hierarchy in the NFC has changed. The Packers went from eleven to one on Bet Online to now eight to one to win the Super Bowl. They are the the shortest odds in the NFC ahead of the defending Super Bowl champions, ahead of the 49ers, who they were tied with before. I think all based on uncertainty. Now that they're certain, now that we know Rodgers is back and we know Devontae Adams is back, they're the favorites. They're the favorites in the NFC. Once again, does that make you feel any better? 
probably not. <laughs> I was I was asked on a show today um, why. Basically, the question was why will this year be any different? And I said we don't have a reason. We don't have a reason why this team this year would be different than this team last year, other than it's a new year. That's it. So still, still a lot to figure out, still a lot to work out, and we're going to be here with you every step of the way. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, we actually had a message come in as we were recording on the Locked on Packers fan hotline. You can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Subscribe to The Leap.